Lock in all sports, all plays, all 5% best bets from now until Super Bowl 58 on February 11, 2024. From your favorite wager talk or sports memo handicapper for only $11.99 versus the regular price of $19.99 for a total savings of $800. This limited time super discount basically is 52 weeks at $23 per week, less than the price of one 4% play coming out to only $3.29 per day. With the cost of a 30-day all-access priced at $2.99, it is almost like getting eight 30-day all-access passes at no additional cost. As an added bonus, your all-access starts immediately, so the sooner you buy before Super Bowl, the more additional days you get for free. tip-off show here on wager talk tv for friday february the 10th and it is the last day before the super bowl weekend so last chance to talk in depth on some big nba games tonight on friday as we head closer to the weekend i am steve merrill filling in for joe ranieri who is trying to keep the prez out of super bowl jail as we speak joe will be back on monday next week for college and pro basketball shows and i'm joined by three of the best at wagertalk.com and if you tuned in earlier today on wager talk today with teddy covers and myself steve merrill you might think you're watching the replay because we got the sex thing three guys here, but in different orders. We've got Andy Lang, the prop master. He's got some NFL Super Bowl props we talked about earlier. He's going to get NBA props now. That is the pin. You saw the pin. You know it's the legit. It's the one-of-the-kind Ralph Michaels stat daddy human database, realtor.com, as well as we found out today on Friday. And also Tony Mejia, the hardest working man in all of sports handicapping. He's so tough. He works such long hours that his internet breaks down, but he's good to go here. He's back with us after doing the college basketball show as well. And Andy, let me start with you. You know, I talked about it earlier on Wager Talk today that you do props every day of the year, all the different sports. Um, and obviously the Super Bowl is a big game for most amateur sports fans, but for a prop guy like you, it's a pretty big game as well. And uh, we're getting ever so close. So let us know what you got going, not only Friday night, but this weekend as well at wagertalk.com. Yeah, 5% NFL play is still up. The line number hasn't moved at all on the play, so still good to go to get that. We've got a few props uh, attached to it. And uh, just because we have a ton of props available doesn't mean we're playing all of them. You know, we're just going to have a few of them attached, just the, you know, taking the best of the best. But, yes, it takes a lot of time to go through each and every one, find the best value. So uh, looking forward to a great UFC weekend uh, as well. We've got a 4% best bet on there. To a 10 and 2 run, I believe, in uh, MMA plays. We got a PFL Challenger series play tonight. So we got a lot of good things going on, but uh, definitely the 5% Super Bowl play is the one we're most looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, once again, Andy Lang, the prop master, wagertalk.com. And the pin, Ralph Michaels. Ralph had some great insight to the Super Bowl as well, some fantastic charts. And Ralph, you also had um, a nice NBA underdog chart. So I recommend people go back and watch the replay for Friday's Wager Talk Today show as Ralph talked about winning home dogs in the NBA and if they're a good player or not. Some uh, solid information there. And Ralph, big weekend, of course, for you in college hoops. You're the best when it comes to basketball and a huge Saturday on deck. Uh, what you looking at Friday night into this weekend at wagertalk.com? Yeah, it's been an uneven couple of weeks for me in hoops. But again, we're coming into the end of February. We'll turn that around. Uh, I have two plays today, guys. If you go back and watch Wager Talk today, you're going to get them. 
I'm going to give you my NBA play here. I normally don't like using the same play as a best bet on this show as I did on Major Talk today. But when you have one NBA play and you're on this show, I want to give it out as well. So I'll be giving you my NBA all-access release in just a minute. And uh, he did give out also a college basketball best bet, as he mentioned, and that's one of the late games uh, for Friday night. So you have plenty of time, even if you're watching the replay here on Friday evening on the NBA show, go back and watch Wager Talk Today, Friday edition. And Tony Mejia was on it as well. And Tony, you also did the college basketball show, so you're pulling triple duty. We appreciate it. Uh, what you got going on at wagertalk.com? Yeah, co uh, college basketball show had no uh, internet issues. Hopefully <laughs> this one doesn't either. Uh, we have a 5% play in the NBA tonight, uh, a 4% play for the Super Bowl. There's 157 college basketball games tomorrow. I'll have a play on every one of them. Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> we will see what we can <laughs> see what we can do in terms of, uh, I mean, I, I usually average about 15 to 20 on a, on a loaded college uh, basketball Saturday. So we'll see. But, uh, um, I mean, it's, it's been a good run. Uh, this week has been rocky. I, I mean, the trade deadline has messed with some players. But uh, now that we're through that, uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see uh, clearer performances from some of these guys. Yeah, once again, the uh, trade deadline was yesterday afternoon on Thursday. So safe sailing for today's show on Friday, although a lot of guys still moving and changing cities as we speak from this past week's activities. And uh, let's start off with one of the games that had a big trade, and it's going to be the contrarian play of the day here for the show, and that's the Dallas Mavericks plus four. And this one's really interesting, guys. I did – Wager talk today around noon Eastern, as I mentioned, and then I jumped on with Jay Money on his NBA show at 1 o'clock Eastern, and the Kings were briefly a two-and-a-half-point favorite this morning. And then when Jay and I were doing the show at 1 o'clock Eastern three hours ago, the Mavs were a one-to-one-and-a-half-point favorite, and then all of a sudden an hour later, the Kings were a two-point favorite again, and now it's three-and-a-half, now it's four. Obviously, it's Luka information left and right. Doesn't look like he's playing tonight, as the line is telling us. Uh, Andy, what are you doing with this game? I mean, of course, you know, the contrarian gods would throw us a, a bizarre game like this. We just have a Kyrie trade. Uh, Luke is out. Uh, congratulations if you can handicap this game perfectly, because I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take the points. But from a spread and totals perspective, I, I want nothing. It, it was amazing. Just Kyrie for all of his antics and all of his, his bizarre off the court issues I just watching him step right in and play as well as he did I mean it, it's not a surprise why teams keep going after him the talent that that guy has is just incredible um so it'll be interesting to see him uh and how he operates but uh there's one prop that I do kind of like but just based on how how he played with Kyrie and I'm looking at Tim Hardaway Jr. over 22 and a half points rebounds and assists he had 19 5 and 6 in Kyrie's first game so a 30 PRA performance. He was four for nine from three pointers and he played 35 minutes. Sacramento gives up 24 points, eight rebounds and four assists to small forwards per game. And uh, they've given up 120 or more points to opponents in three straight games. So uh, I was, I mean, I, I, Kyrie is going to open up the floor for a lot of these guys on his speed and his penetration. So it's not really that big of a surprise that Hardaway had nine open three-point looks and managed to hit four of them. So uh, as long as Luke is out, these, some of these other role players are going to play a lot of minutes and they're going to get a lot of stats. Give me Hardaway over his PRA. It's my favorite prop in this game. 
Yeah, and Ralph, you know, obviously uh, Luca's missed some games this season, but it's a different story, as Andy said, when you still do have one of the best players in the league on the court now with Kyrie playing, which I haven't had in past editions when Luca's been sitting out over the past two months. Um, what do you do this one? You know, normally we say a superstar is out. That's a play on spot. It has been working for a couple of years now, but they do still have Kyrie on the court tonight. Um, any interest in this one? It's a late game at 10 Eastern, uh, Dallas, Sacramento. Well, Steve, I'm going to I'm going to counter your point to one degree. When a superstar is out, that's one thing. But when you're out for multiple games, I don't think it has the same effect. Luca missed the last game. Uh, you know, Kyrie steps in, plays 37 minutes. But the Mavs shot 17 of 35, 49% from three. Yes, Sacramento's defense isn't good, but can they play that again in back-to-back games? Um, I would have loved Dallas minus the point with Luca and Kyrie playing. Remember, though, Sacramento's only 4-9 ATS at home. They're only 2-9 ATS as a home favorite when you exclude them being a home favorite of nine or more. And while Dallas is 11-17 on the road, they did cover their first game with um, with Kyrie. I, you know, if I had to lean aside, I would still take a long shot lean with the Mavs. But to me, I mean, moving forward when Luka comes back, I have to be looking at the Dallas over for those first five or six games with uh, with Kyrie and Luca and what's going to now be their lack of defense with those two star players. Tony Mejia, your thoughts on this game? Uh, once again, crazy line moves today, a head fake basically by the betting market. I'm not sure exactly what happened around you know 12:50 Eastern when this line went from Dallas dog to Dallas favorite and now Dallas bigger dog. So obviously there were some head fakes or fake rumors out there, some line manipulation. Uh, any thoughts on this game? Oh, it was Luka Doncic. He moved the line, and he it was by talking to the media. He basically said, no, I don't think I'm going to play today, but tomorrow looks good. So same two teams tomorrow in Sacramento. It looks like we will see Luka Doncic and uh, Kyrie Irving debut as a backcourt uh, tomorrow. So not today. Uh, look, I, I was on the receiving end of the Jazz blowing uh, what looked to be an 11-point lead because I was laying five in the first half of the Utah Jazz at home against the depleted Mavericks. This is after the uh, Kyrie Irving trade had gone down. No Kyrie just yet. And Jaden uh, Hardy and Josh Green each scored 29 points uh, in that game. And in that first half, we had Laurie Markin and, and Jordan Clarkson miss wide-open threes that they make in their sleep. Uh, it's just a make-or-miss league. And at this point right now, we've got guys like Green and Hardy really stepping up and playing uh, into the minutes that they're getting. Reggie Bullock knows that he's going to be a big part of the Dallas rotation going forward. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. obviously did, wasn't moved. Uh, they they explored moving him and Christian Wood, who's back as well. So we'll see who responds next to Kyrie tonight. Um, uh, certainly it's a, it's a king spot just because uh, they better get this one with Luka coming back tomorrow night. And uh, De'Aaron Fox, probably a very happy camper. He was just named uh, an NBA All-Star for the first time in his career uh, as a, a, a reserve alongside Minnesota's Anthony Edwards uh, to uh, replace some of the uh, injured players in the Western Conference. Yeah, once again, the Mavericks have won four of their last five straight up, covered four straight, and they've been an underdog in each of those last three games to eight points. They've won three outright and covered all three with only a six-point loss. Uh, so they are playing good basketball. And as Tony said, it looks like Doncic will play tonight in the back-to-back, both games in Sacramento. So if the Kings are going to take one, it's most likely tonight. Contrarian gods, I think the Mavericks get this one this evening, plus four. Uh, currently plus three and a half to plus four out there in the betting market. 
All right, let's look at a featured game tonight. That's a late game at 10 o'clock Eastern, but an even later game at 10.30 Eastern is the Bucks and Clippers. Two of the best teams in the league right now, uh, Andy Lang. These teams are red hot. Um, Milwaukee, I believe, what is it now, nine straight? And, uh, the Clippers won two of their last three, um, but overall they've won, I believe, nine of their last 12. Teams are in form. Andy, anything from a player on the court tonight? Yeah, uh, I don't have any more overplays for for the rest of the show. So let's start with an under here. Paul George, under 36.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Ty Lue has come out and said Paul George and Kawhi will be on minutes restrictions through the All-Star break. Um, What is the restriction? Well, it looks like 34 minutes. That's what he's played exactly the last two games, and he went under his total in both of those games. Um, He only had 29 PRA against the Mavericks. Bucks defense has been much better the last few games. They held three out of their last four opponents under 109 points. They played a few games ago. Paul George had 16 points, six rebounds, two assists. So as we creep towards the all-star break, I'm looking more towards some of these unders on some of the bigger name players. Uh, their, their minutes seem to go down. They lose a little bit of focus. And after this trade, some of these role players seem to play better. So I'm going to be looking a lot more towards unders. I love the Paul George under PRA in this one. Speaking of unders, Ralph, what are your thoughts on this over-under here? I know we talked total and wager talk today, so I kind of know where you're going with this one, but uh, that was a few hours ago. Uh, still like the total in this game between the Bucks and Clippers? Steve, I'll save that for my best bet. I do want to talk about the game, though. I mean, the Bucks are playing as well as anyone. You're 7-3 and three straight up your last 10 road games. You're 7-2-1 and one ATS on the road since January 1st. You're 5-0 and straight up with no rest, so that's not a concern. And clearly, it's simple. You know, we saw Luka change the line, what, five points? But we have Kawhi out for this game, and there's so many times that because of rest management, Kawhi may sit. He's out, and this line barely moved. I mean, if Paul George and Kawhi there, I have no problems, you know, backing the Clippers. But without Kawhi and the way Milwaukee's playing, Remember, they played earlier on February 2nd, and it was a battle. It was a 106-105 game. I like backing that road team when they were off a home win and it was a battle, and they know they don't have a walkover. Now, one interesting number I ran just before um, we were waiting to come on, you know, how often does it happen? You play the Lakers and the Clippers back-to-back nights with no rest. So is it a positive or is it a negative? The positive thoughts are this. You're playing in the same venue, no air travel. You're staying in the same hotel. So is it business-like when you're playing the Lakers and Clippers back-to-back with no rest? So I went and looked at the last three years. If you're playing the Lakers first and then the Clippers, or the Clippers first and then the Lakers with no rest, teams are a combined 5 and 21 straight up. Teams that are combined 10, 15, and 1 ATS, and teams that are combined 19 and 7 over under, 73% to the over. So that says to fade Milwaukee in this spot. But again, Milwaukee's one of those elite teams. If Giannis is in the lineup playing a, a team, remember the Clippers lost three players in trade. So we're talking a very depleted Clippers team. I will be on Milwaukee here. And as far as the total goes, I'll have that in my best bet segment. That's right. We will have some best bets from each capper here at the end of the show. Also an overtime segment, a that's my dog segment. 
And this one, I don't know how well qualified Tony is that that's my dog because the Clippers were initially the favorite in this game when the line opened. And now, of course, no Kawhi. They go from opening as a one-and-a-half-point favorite earlier to pick them. But I am seeing now them at plus one, even plus one-and-a-half in some spots. And, by the way, to tease that Wager Talk Today episode earlier at noon Eastern that's archived here on Wager Talk TV, Ralph Michaels once again had a chart showing how winning home dogs do in the NBA. The Clippers, 31-27, and 27, Tony, do qualify as a winning home dog um, currently pick them, but they are plus one down some spots. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, well, outside of being led by Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two legitimate superstars, uh, one of the biggest factors in in, in the Clippers being a, a, a upper echelon NBA team is their depth, and that just won't be uh, in play tonight. Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard obviously moved, uh, and the, all the three players that they've got coming back, and Mason Plumley. Bones Highland, who I thought was a great under-the-radar pickup. The only reason why he worked out in Denver is because he and Jamal Murray didn't get along. And Eric Gordon, who uh, is a great upgrade from Kennard as a veteran sniper. None of those guys are going to play. So you're basically getting, uh, with with Kawhi sitting out, uh, Paul George on a minutes restriction, as Andy pointed out, uh, Robert Covington, Avika Zubac, uh, Terrence Mann, and uh, we'll probably see a lot of Norman Powell tonight. I think he, he his probably... Uh, a, a good DFS pickup. But from Milwaukee's standpoint, they're still without Bobby Portis, essentially their sixth man, and Chris Middleton, who's given them a huge boost off the bench because he's been on a minutes restriction, but looks more and more in, increasingly like himself of late and was the big deal in, in why the Bucks were able to pull away and actually cover against the Lakers last night. He won't play on the second night of a back-to-back today. So, um, you know, th- these are two teams that won't look entirely like themselves uh i would favor the bucks just because you know you're going to get Giannis uh and brooke lopez in, in that front line and, and maybe they can get zubach in foul trouble and force the, the clippers to go small but yeah i mean i i wish this this team this matchup uh would have been played uh you know in a couple of weeks where they're at full strength and uh and guys who are acquired at the deadline um you know had had a chance to get their feet wet so uh, not the case, uh, slightly into the Bucks, but it's not a game I'll be touching. Yeah, and just another note, too, as far as focus, uh, both teams are off for the next three days and nights. They don't play again until Valentine's Day on Tuesday. So an extended three-day break for both teams, Clippers and Bucks. And, Ralph, our producer, Robert, is the best. I think he actually has that NBA home chart, so I'll throw it back to you to explain. And Robert's the best, especially when he's going left on the basketball court. And don't forget the meet and greet August 19th in Vegas. But, Ralph, home dogs, you know, we talked about this on Wager Talk today. Winning home dogs, you would think, is an excellent opportunity to take a good team plus points at home. But, Ralph, that obviously has not worked out, especially later in the season when the sample size becomes more legitimate. Yeah, you know, early in the year, we talked about it, Steve. Someone someone may be, you know, a, a home dog that's 3-2 and two or doesn't deserve that or an away favorite that's 3-2. and two. But look at, you know, October, November, December. If you are a winning NBA team, and winning just means one game over 50%. So if you're two and one, you're a winning team. If you're five and four, you're a winning team. If you're 21 and 20, you're a winning team. But when we get to January, February, March, and April, the second half of the season, if you're an away favorite against a winning team, you have to be a legitimate hot team, and it shows. So home dogs that have a winning record from January through the regular season, I've only hit 42.8%. I have no action in this game 
But that would mean to fade the Pelicans. The Cavaliers are a three-point favorite at New Orleans tonight. And it says, again, if you look at the system, in February, teams are only 41.1% when you're a winning NBA team as a home dog. So uh, it says take the Cavs tonight. I have no action in the game. We'll see how it progresses. Something to keep an eye on also when we do that. That's my dog segment here in a couple minutes. Um, and that is the spotlight game at 10 Eastern on ESPN National TV, the um, Cavs and Pelicans. So something to keep an eye on. we got a winning home dog. And once again, the Clippers theoretically look like they're going to go off as a winning home dog as well. Here's their plus one in many locations against the Bucks. All right, let's get to the overtime segment before we get to that's my dog. And we're going to look at the highest total on the board tonight on Friday. And it is the... Oklahoma City Thunder and the Portland Trailblazers. And this one should be a shootout. And Andy Lang, I'll throw it to you. Uh, High-scoring games obviously mean a lot of player props go over as well. Do you think that's the way to play this one? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some guys that go, right? I think this total is a little bit too high. I'm going to play an under. In the overtime, Jeremy Grant, under his uh, points, rebounds, and assists, is 29-and-a-half. His shooting has just gone away. He's only made one three-pointer in five straight games. He's averaging 15 points, five rebounds, and two assists this month. Stunning stat. This total, he's gone under in 17 out of his last 18 games. This 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He's just he's just not getting it done. His shooting numbers have really been on the decline, and he's just not being involved a whole lot in the, the rebounds and the assist category. So He's been a great underplay on his points, rebounds, and assists. I'll keep I'll keep fading him and taking his unders until he breaks out of the shooting slump. Maybe this is just what he is at this point on this Portland team. Uh, I don't think uh, you know Josh Hart not being there is going to help him out that much. Maybe it does a little bit, but uh, 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, way too high for me for Jeremy Grant. Yeah, and Tony Mejia, I'll throw it to you next. Um, this total opened as high as 242 yesterday. It's now down to 239.5, 239, even at one of the sharper offshore books I'm looking at. Is this a situation where they finally set the total high enough? Is there some value now with the under between the Thunder and Blazers tonight on Friday? Tony, you got me? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I think we went with Ralph on the chart, so I'd throw it to you first. But um, he, he did a good possum impersonation there. You actually tricked me. I thought the internet did freeze again. But no, I was going to say, is this one finally too high? Because it's come down a couple points from the opener. Yes, it, it absolutely is. I was actually checking to see just how well the, the Thunder shot the three ball. Man. Talk about rough, rough, games. rough segment for Tony. You talk about the kiss of death, man. I didn't know I had that much power with the internet gods. I know I'm pretty good with the contrarian gods. And by the way, Fade the Public will be on tonight on Friday, Wager Talk TV. But man, he said the whole college show went well. I think, Tony, you're back with this. It was one little blurb there. What were you checking? What shooting stat were you saying? So <laughs> Ralph, I should have gone to you first. The Thunder shooting 17 for 34 from three-point range, not likely to happen again. So I would go under here. Got you. Got you. Yeah, and and three-point variance, you know, Ralph, it's something we talk a lot about on the college basketball show, that three-point variance, turnovers in football, I mean, it's two of the best stats, I think, to look for for misleading box scores. And a lot of things have to go right to get a game over 240, Ralph. Uh, Do you think it gets there tonight? 
<laughs> nice try. I'm just kidding. There's Steve, not a I'm chance here. I'm falling for that. <laughs> that would have worked like five minutes earlier. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Here's here's my thing. I'm just going to give you two quick points why I can't bet either. You look at the last five games, OKC is allowing 52.1% on defense. You look at Portland the last five games, they're allowing 51.5%, and they've allowed over 50% nine of the last 12 games. But, Steve, you started this segment by saying, have the Vegas line makers made this line high enough? I went to the database. You know I would. And when I looked from 2017 to 2021, when you had totals of 238 and a half or higher, 56% of those have gone over. We didn't have the adjustments as we have now. With some of these teams and the lack of defense and the strong offenses, we're seeing the Vegas number get adjusted much higher than in the past. So again, totals of 238 and a half and higher from 2017 to 2021 went over the total 56%. This year, they're going under 61%. There's 26 overs and 40 unders. So I think the Vegas bookmakers this year are adjusting these totals much quicker and where they may move them a half or one point, we're seeing two or three or four point line moves on these totals. So be careful playing the higher totals. You know, we talk about it often. There's reasons totals are very low, and it's often some value to bet the under. There's reasons totals are often high. There's value to bet the over. But this year in the NBA, I think the bookmakers have adjusted, and they're inflating some of these totals more than we've seen in the past. Yeah, it's such an excellent point, Ralph. And I I purposely didn't even say that when I went to you. Like we have many other times I say totals are high for a reason because I think you're exactly right. These totals aren't technically high anymore because this is kind of like the common theme now in the NBA is to have totals in the 230 range. So I don't know if the database could even do this. The way to research that probably would be the percentage above the league average or whatever. You know, those would be the way to find out what the highest totals were that given season. Uh, This game would probably have to be in the 250 range for that to qualify now because like you said, 230s and 240s are more commonplace. So very interesting. Uh, These games have actually gone under more times than not now this season as the odds makers are obviously starting to adjust and the betting market has gone down several points on this one. But once again, that's the overtime segment. Thunder Blazers, the highest total still on the board for Friday night. Hey, Steve. All right. Can I just jump in for one minute? Um, Sure. You mentioned two, you just mentioned 240, right? So when I go back in the NBA since 2016, and um, and you look, 2016, there were no totals 240 or higher. 2017, wow. there were no totals 40 or higher. 2018, there were 15. 2019, there was 27. 2020, there was 60. 2021, there was 23. And this year already, there's been 41. So that just shows, as you said, the number of games that have come up to these very high totals of 240 or higher. Yeah, I think a really interesting way to research that once again would be to take a percentage above the league average, you know, for a starting point each season. And I bet you if you do that, the overs would still hit, you know, but you'd have to probably be in the 250s now for that to qualify in modern NBA action. So very interesting. And once again, that's why he's the human database, Ralph Michaels, Cal Sports LV on Twitter. All right, let's do it. That's my dog. And let's find some profitable, maybe outright dog winners on the card tonight. That's my dog. That's my dog. 
my dog. That's my dog. And anybody got to say anything, you let me know. That's my dog. <laughs> it never gets old. I love the graphic. I love the song. I'm not sure what I love more, but we got a lot of dogs tonight in the NBA. And uh, once again, let's look at them quickly here. We got the Knicks, the Spurs, the Suns. Suns is a dog, even though they made that huge week trade this week as well. Utah, Charlotte, the biggest dog of the night. Actually, Minnesota's a dog, but Houston, I hate to do it, Robert. Houston's the biggest dog of the night. Your Houston Rockets at plus 12. Hornets a close second at plus 11. We've also got Pelicans, the Thunder, Dallas Mavericks. Man, too many to list on here. And once again, the uh, Clipper Bucks game around pick them, but it looks like the Clippers will end up the dog in that one. So Andy Lang, I'll start with you. A lot to choose from here tonight. Uh, any dog that you think might bite? Yeah, Tony and I picked the same game. Uh, so I, I that is, but I'll let Tony uh, tackle that one. That one's a good one. But I, I do have to bring up, I, seriously, what are the Pistons doing as six-point favorites over anybody? I know it's the Spurs, <laughs> but just, I mean, just on sheer principle, just make this game a pick em. Uh, this, this is absolutely ridiculous to have the Pistons being uh, six-point favorites. They're ten and seventeen against the spread at home, and uh, you know this is a team. Their last three games, they lost by sixteen, they lost by twelve, and they lost by twenty-eight. So uh, I just anytime you see Pistons minus six, just run the other way. So it's just a sheer principle that the Pistons should never be six-point favorites. Uh, I, I I don't. I don't believe in the Spurs, but I will tell you that uh, what I've re recently started doing is I wouldn't do it tonight because I think they have a chance to win. You could just throw the Spurs opponent money line into some of your plays to add a few cents of value because the Spurs, are, they may not win a game the rest of the year. So uh, if you're just looking to add some value, the, the Spurs opponent, just throw them in uh, some of your plays. Obviously, I'm not recommending that every single game, but you think you got a good spot uh you might want to think about that i love it you're saying the team might not win again but they're still worthy of backing because the pistons are that bad i like it and um the only thing better andy than betting out of spite which i've occasionally done in some of these shows is to bet out a principle that a team should never be favored so that's andy lang with the spurs but he did have a primary dog tony Mejia. i'll throw it to you tony he was nice enough to save it for you so andy also likes the dog you're about to talk about Right, and my best bet's going to be the Spurs. I mean, the Pistons. So, chat about that when the time comes. Oops. Look, the, the line has moved from uh, Minnesota plus nine to Minnesota plus seven for a reason against the Grizzlies, uh, and that reason is, although many won't play that were acquired at the trade deadline, uh, some will. Jakob Pertl is going to play for Toronto tonight. Uh, he got acquired from the Spurs. And uh, Mike Conley will be your starting point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves today, which will make Rudy Gobert happy. Big deal in uh, Minnesota as to why uh, D'Angelo Russell was traded was because apparently he was talking behind uh, Gobert's back, like to the point where Gobert caught wind about it. So uh, didn't trust his point guard. Now he's reunited with Mike Conley. Rudy Gobert should be better. Uh, Anthony Edwards recently named to the All-Star team as well. And Memphis, the way they're playing without Steven Adams, should not be near a double-digit favorite against a decent team like the Timberwolves. Give me the points with the Wolves. Timberwolves, and Andy Lang agrees with the Timberwolves. So Andy and Tony both like the T-Wolves as their dog. And Ralph, I'm going to you last. Now, we've had some confusion already on this segment. And when you and Andy and I did the show a couple of weeks ago, Megan Payton just let the law run reckless. 
as you actually ended up using a favorite as that's my dog. So do you dare go to the Bucks hey, wait Clippers? Because it might happen we, again. <laughs> we, we, were, we were logging onto the show. They were a dog. As we're on the show, it's a favorite. So what am I supposed to do? Throw out some crap? And Andy, are you drinking? What are you, what are you talking about the Pistons as a favorite? The Pistons, the Pistons won a game as a favorite October Actually, let me let me correct that. The Pistons won a game as a favorite October. Of October 30th, 2021. They beat Orlando 110 to 103. So that is the last time the Pistons won a game as a favorite of five or more. So don't say the Pistons should never be a favorite. At least Sorry. once every two years, they're in, they're in a good role. So this might be that spot. So I'm sticking up for you, Tony, when you come back and give us your all right, enough messing around. Steve's going to yell at me for taking up too much time. Um, I'm going to go with the best dog in in sports, and it's OKC. You know, you look at OKC on the year. They've been a dog 38 times. They're 18 and 20 straight up with an average line of 5.9 plus 5.9 games. That's translated to a 26 and 12 ATS record. I, uh, to me, you know, if you're looking for a dog, I'm going to have OKC on the list, and they make my list. As an away dog, they're 10 and 13 straight up with an average line of plus 6.3. So anytime you're playing OKC, 17 and 6 against the spread, make sure to steal a line from VR. You sprinkle some on the money line as well. Yeah, Ralph, I mentioned that on Jay Money's show earlier. You know, it's hard not to like the Thunder when they're catching points. And obviously, they've been a bigger dog in many of the recent covers the last two seasons, but they're still the most profitable team in the NBA. And you and I talked about that about a month ago, I think, on Wager Talk today also. So hard to disagree with the Oklahoma City Thunder as a dog any day or night because it's been money in the bank the last couple of years, and Ralph likes them tonight at Portland. Do you want to, do you want to tell Robert that the least profitable team the last two years has been the Houston Rockets or shouldn't we mention that online? <laughs> I think we did mention it and he wasn't on because it was a wager talk today. So I'm glad you brought that up because he might not have been aware. Uh, Lakers are pretty far down on that list from what I remember. And what weren't the Mavericks also, Ralph? I think they were down there as well. Yeah. Yeah, they were. There was a le legitimate split from those three to the next group. Yeah, so it's pretty – yeah, I remember there was the, the Texas double. It was Dallas and Houston. We're both down there now that I say that. So, yeah, that was Robert uh, – I mean, that was Ralph Robert. You can buzz him during the best bet segment. But he was speaking facts, so it's hard to disagree. This has been so chaotic, and there's been so much law and order missing that I'm going to do a best bet as well. So we're going to have four best bets here. Bonus time, but I'm going to start with you, Andy Lang. Um, let's go out of here. You, you have a best bet that's different, so I'm not worried about that. I'm giving Mahia a little bit of time to change his just in case. But Andy Lang – one minute on the clock, dribble around, shoot around, give us some promos, and give us a best bet for Friday. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it's funny. All roads just kind of end up to fading the Houston Rockets. Sorry, Robert. Uh, yeah, we have a 5% <laughs> Super Bowl play that is up. We got a 4% UFC play that is up. 3% uh, play of the PFL Challenger Series, if you're interested in that tonight. So a lot of good things at Wager Talk. So I'm going to take uh, Alperin Sengun under his 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, listen, he's he's been really good. I, I really like his game. Uh, I think he does a lot of good things. Unfortunately, he's getting one of the worst matchups in the Miami Heat. Looks like Bam Adebayo is going to play. Uh, the Heat give up 19, 13, and 3 per game to opposing centers. Uh, Singoon had a really big game against the Kings where he had 18, 9, and 11. 
we had not gone over this uh, total in five straight games. So I just think it's too hard of a matchup and the number is going to be a little bit big. Probably not enough points gets him over the total here. So take Sengun under his points, rebounds, and assists. Count it. Count it. He didn't get the early buzz, even ripping the Rockets. He got that in the minute. I love it. That's Andy Lang, wagertalk.com. All right, Ralph, you're in the middle here, so we'll go with you next. Let's put a minute on the clock. You've got a late-night special for us for the free play tonight on Friday in the NBA. Robert, I have to make amends. I just want you to know the Rockets are better than the Pistons because the Rockets did win a game as a favorite March 26, 2022, when they beat the Trailblazers. So you guys are much further ahead than the Pistons. I'm going to go with a game that I gave out as a client release. I gave it out on Wager Talk today. It's under 227. There are some 227 and a half, some Milwaukee and the Clippers. You look at home road dichotomy on the season. The Bucks are 8, 19 and 1 over under on the road, 5 and 17 over under with a total under 231. Milwaukee's also 1 and 5 over under with no rest. And their D's allowed 42% the last five games. The Clippers, we talked about Kawhi resting. They're 5-20 and 20 over under at home. And they're 3-18 and 18 at home over under. When excluding them being a favorite or nine or more, under 227, Milwaukee and the Clippers. That's at the buzzer. They both counted. That's a late night game at 1040 Eastern between Bucks and Clippers. Ralph Michaels likes the under and... Tony, you've had some extra time to think about those Pistons. I'm actually starting to really like them here because it's so contrarian. Give me some more reasons to like the Pistons, not as your best bet. Let everybody say a small prayer for my internet that I can get through this minute. Uh, look, here's the deal. I got a 5% play uh, tonight in the NBA. You can also get a plus package for all my other NBA plays, one of which will be the Detroit Pistons laying five and a half to six points against the San Antonio Spurs since everything ties back to the Houston Rockets. The last time the Pistons were a favorite was against the Rockets. It was January 28th. No Jalen Green, no Kevin Porter Jr., no Alper and Shangoon. Pistons up by 14 late first quarter. They end up not even covering the first half. I was on that. Not even covering the full game. They lost 117 to 114. Why am I going back for them? Blunt for punishment? No, because the Detroit, the San Antonio Spurs will be without Kelvin Johnson. That's their best player. Jakob Pertl, their center. They just traded. Point guard Trey Jones won't play. Josh Richardson is on his way to the New Orleans Pelicans, he won't play. Uh, their starting center will be Zach Collins. We'll see a lot of Blake Wesley, the rookie out of Notre Dame. He's barely played this season. K to Bates, Diop. Uh, Pistons, you better get this done. Lay the five and a half. Hey, Count it. Pistons. Hey, Robert. Never in I, doubt. I, you know me. I don't like. I don't like following the rules. So I'm going to jump in here, Robert. Sorry if I could just don't throw me on the buzzer yet. I just want to say one quick thing. And Tony, I am not calling out your best bet because there's so many players going. But I do like having a dialogue when there's something weird that pops up. And I went to the database. And did you know when the Spurs are a favorite or they're getting up to four and a half? So they're in a competitive game like this. They're a favorite, a dog of one, two, three, or four. They are actually nine and five this year. And they're six and oh, their last six games since December 19th. So you talked about Contarian, but there are times to look when a bad team is playing a team competitive. Again, Tony, I'm not... You have many other reasons sure. besides that. I just thought it was an interesting fact that we can actually pull out a nine and five record for the Spurs to show how bad they are as a bigger dog than that. Immediate rebuttal is I guarantee you they had Jakob Pertle and or Keldon Johnson in that game. Promise you that. Understand. Uh, so totally, totally understand. Th yeah. 
tonight I would say that uh, Malachi Branham should be in everybody's DFS lineup. He's a he's a Spurs second year uh, rookie shooting guard actually from out of Ohio State. He's had a nice uh, last few weeks, but yeah, they're really up against it. And the Pistons held on uh, to Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. Uh, I don't think uh, James Wiseman will play today, but apparently he's going to be their starting center the second he steps out onto the floor. So I don't know that Jalen Duran will like that, but uh, Duran will start tonight. They've got Beef Stew as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, although they lost to Deke Bay, uh, I think the Pistons will have enough to beat the Spurs tonight. Steve, yeah, you talk about quick. law and order. Yeah. You just let six minutes go on the Spurs and the Pistons. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, I don't know if like YouTube's going to cut us off at five Eastern. I'm going to do a best bet to extend it even further. But by the way, Ralph, that game opened three. It's now five and a half, six. So it's actually crossed right over that threshold. So the Spurs technically now are more than a four and a half point dog. So it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. And just in case YouTube cuts us in the next minute, it's appropriate that I've got a shot clock because I'm going to do a free play for Friday night pro basketball. I've got a strong best bet for clients. Super Bowl loaded as well. Also going to have eight props for the Super Bowl. A couple quick notes. First of all, I'll have my Fade the Public video Friday night into Saturday. Also, college basketball top 25. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell for instant alerts when those videos go live. And go to my page right now. I have a free prop contest. You can win up to a full year, 365 days of my best bets, a $2,000 value for free. All you have to do is enter the prop contest. If you hit enough of them, you win some free weeks and months of my service. Go right now, stevemerrillwagertalk.com, wt.buzz slash sm. All right, let's look at a free play tonight. The second biggest favorite on the board, and for good reason, Boston Celtics minus 11. 3-0 straight up in ATS already against Charlotte this season. They've owned this team, and they won't overlook them tonight. Excellent current form, and Charlotte's lost five straight. They're tanking. Take the Celtics in a blowout. Make Robert go right whenever possible in the pickup game August 19th in Vegas. Boom. Oh, that, this is a different one. Yeah, that's yeah. that was a bad shot. Who, who threw that air ball? Was that McGill? That was right after. So what's funny about that is if you go to the YouTube uh, six-minute thing, they're interviewing Vino, and they go, who, who's least valuable player? Let's give it to Merrill, and then they show that clip. It, look, it looks so good until it leaves my hand, which is the story of my basketball life. <laughs> which is a pretty important well, part sure of the shot. Oh, doesn't it look pretty good, though, until it releases? Like, I'm square to the hoop. I do everything I teach the kids. The question I think, is this. I just don't know how that hoop moves to the left so fast. Piece of paper under his jump shot. Oh, yeah. That's our jump shot. I'm going to go with a set shot. That's probably what I need to work on, actually. Although, Tony... Tony's still convulsing right now just remembering that day because he went hard about two minutes after the shot was small, which is the worst decision in all of sports history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wager talk, well, meet and greet, it's 19, four footage like that. Hey, folks, come join us. You can be on video like that, too. August 19th. All right, let's recap the best bets for the show here. Andy Sagan under 29 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Ralph Michaels, uh, by the way, Andy's dog is Oklahoma, uh, San Antonio plus six. He also likes the T-Wolves as his dog of the night. Ralph likes the Oklahoma City Thunder as a dog, most profitable team in all of the NBA the last couple of years against the spread. Also that late night best bet under 227 and a half. That's an actual play from Ralph Michaels for his clients. Tony Mejia also likes the T-Wolves as a dog along with Andy Lang. And he's going to go a little contrarian with the rest of the panel, except me. I'm neutral. Detroit Pistons minus the five and a half to six. A lot of money coming in on the Pistons today. Uh, lineup changes having to do with that. Myself, Steve Merrill, I'm going to look with the Celtics. Boston minus 11. And once again, the contrarian God said Dallas plus the three and a half to plus four without Luka is the contrarian play of the day. All right, all seriousness, a really fun show. Don't forget to head over to wagertalk.com tonight on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
Super Bowl right around the corner. A ton of props are there from numerous cappers. This is the weekend to make some money. Not only at the Super Bowl, don't forget about college hoops. Over 100 games this weekend in basketball as well. Wagertalk.com. And it's also your last chance to get this weekend for free because when you buy that annual special, you get this weekend included for free all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Ralph Michaels' neck of the woods in Las Vegas. Ralph, will you be going to that game next year in Vegas? I am. I told my son it's on my bucket list. So without having to pay oh, cool. for the transportation, uh, I am going to go. And I just want to show Tony, if you guys could show the screen. Tony Mejia asked for pens. Yeah. They're in the mail today, Tony. They're on oh. their way to you. Look at Very that. happy. I love free stuff. I love pens. And uh, I, I hear from a birdie that they write really well. So looking forward to uh, surprising you with them on our next panel. Yeah, that, that birdie is Twitter, Tony. There's been a lot of chirping on Twitter about these pins. I've heard good things as well. And, Ralph, I look forward to getting one at the meet and greet on August 19th this summer in Vegas. We'll see Andy Lang as well, the policeman, Andy Lang, for the meet and greet security. Marshall at all arms, <laughs> Andy Lang, and uh, Tony Mejia, basketball superstar. Guys, great show. We'll be back next Monday, 4.15 Eastern, every weekday here on Wager Talk TV. Enjoy the games. Best of luck this weekend. Lock in all sports, all plays, all 5% best bets from now until Super Bowl 58 on February 11, 2024. Fumer favorite wager talk or sports memo handicapper for only $11.99 versus the regular price of $19.99 for a total savings of $800. This limited time super discount basically is 52 weeks at $23 per week, less than the price of one 4% play coming out to only $3.29 per day. With the cost of a 30-day all-access priced at $2.99, it is almost like getting eight 30-day all-access passes at no additional cost. As an added bonus, your all-access starts immediately, so the sooner you buy before Super Bowl, the more additional days you get for free.